admonish the sinner. What's that mean? Uh, that sounds a little shameful. Yeah, I mean, me. I don't think you're supposed to judge. What the, does the word admonish mean? That sounds like... So admonish means... Ba-boom. Yeah, you, you kind of have to... No, you kind of have to take a stand and you kind of have to say, hey, like, this is, this is wrong. Um, um, but the, the goal is not to set down like a punishment or even, um, like a penance or anything like, like you're not a priest. So, so is it like just calling it out? Kind of, but calling it out in a way that is not necessarily judgmental. Right. So it might, might say like, Hey, you know, I, I know this and this and this is going on. Um, I'm really, I'm really concerned that, you know, you're, you're getting sort of caught up or, or kind of tangled up in X, Y, Z behavior. And I just want you to know that, um, you know, that's, I'm, you know, that's, that's not a good thing. It's not, I'm concerned that that's not good for you. And I want you to know that I'm here for you. Hmm. Right. Which is still really tough and people aren't necessarily like going to want to hear it. Um, but it's, it's like a, it's like a, you know, where do your values, you know, your, your values kind of taking a, a, kind of a role in your friendship, right? A role in your, in your community. I like that. I like that in the sense of, I do have good friends who are not afraid to call out negative things that usually make me blush a little like, oh shoot, you just called me out Mm -hmm. and it feels funky, but then it also feels like, wow, Mm -hmm. I'm really loved because it would have been infinitely easier to just let that pass and not confront me. Yeah. That's admonished sin. Yeah. Well, it's like if you, you know, if you have a puppy and your puppy keeps going somewhere that they're not supposed to go, or, or just they keep going, you don't want them in the garage and they keep going in the garage, right? Because there's stuff that that can hurt them in the garage. They keep going in there. And every time you take them out of the garage, you do that whole, like, you know, no, and tell them, you know, you wag your finger at them or whatever. Judging would be like bad dog, mm. right? It's a dog. Like it doesn't, it doesn't know any better, right? That's right. why it's doing that, right? It smells good up in there. But you're kind of pointing out the behavior and, and letting the person know that you're like, the behavior is not okay and not necessarily not okay with you. Like it's not okay with God, right? Okay. Um, enough times that the person like, learns and mm. hopefully is willing to have a conversation about it. And it's not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee that that person isn't going to be like, I've had enough of you. I'm never talking to you again. I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. Happens all the time. Right. You got to be, you got to be prepared for that. It's just like when you set boundaries, you're setting a boundary and people might not like them and that's okay. True story. Of seven strangers picked to live in a house. Oh my gosh. That's old school. Do you still watch that? No, I don't think anybody. I don't know that, that I, I don't remember that. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. it's recognizable when you it say is. it. But hmm, do you think that you could do? Would you be able to do the Law and Order intro? No, I, I, I'm not a huge oh. fan. Oh, I, I mean, I, I know what it is, but yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't I'll know practice next time. I'll do it. Sounds good. All Let's right. do it. Let's do it. All right.
we're podcasting again. Yep. Hi, Nikki. Hello, Jane. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. To our listeners, uh, a week has gone by. To us, a about, few minutes. About 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even really take a break. Um, I'm kind of impressed we're with us. We are professionals. We are professionals. Maybe. Not really. <laughs> I don't know what we're professionals at. Um, not podcasting. Uh, we're professionals or, at sitting down and drinking water and chitting the chit chat. Chitting the chit chat. That's a thing. Is it? Chittin'? No, I just made it up. <laughs> chitting chitting sounds like a dirty word. Chitting. It has that like kind Does of that, that feel of a dirty hmm. word to me. Am I making that up? I don't know. I feel like I'm scared to say anything right now because I don't I mean, want to incriminate not, myself. I, it's probably not a dirty word. It just kind of has that like that same sort of cadence and like tone. It could. A dirty word. It, it, it could. could. It could. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. That's fun. Um, we are uh, talking about, we talked about corporal works of mercy in the previous episode. We're going to talk we about sure spiritual works of mercy today. Uh, in this episode. And um, I'm excited because I think there's, you're going to, our listeners are going to hear a lot of, um, a lot of similar stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We kind of unpacked some of those uh, in the last episode, uh, those, those different works of mercy. Uh, they're going to hear, I think when we relate the spiritual works of mercy, kind of how the, the two are related and how they go hand in hand and yeah. how maybe you can't really, um, you can you can do you can one do without one the without other. the other, but you're gonna. I think you're gonna find in any kind of ministry that uh, the the needs for both spiritual, spiritual mercy and corporal mm-hmm. mercy are are always there. There's sure. al- there's always a need there, and and they and they often um, sort of manifest themselves. They they show up in the same in the, in the at the same time in the same places in the same yeah. people. Right? There's those needs show up because they're they're human needs, mm-hmm. and we're not you know, separate, our bodies aren't separate from our soul. Yeah. Yeah. And our conscious and all the other parts of us. <laughs> we are, we are Ooh, made of many parts. Sorry. We're just oh, it's time to professional the with a capital. Oh, is that what that was? Well, that's totally staying in there then. Time to pray the Angelus. That's super cool. We should put, that's a good spiritual work of mercy. Sure. Okay. You want to? Mm-hmm. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done to me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord, your grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ, your Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Complete with a little interlude of, ooh, (laughs) what's happening that usually takes place in my head and not out loud. Gotcha. (laughs) 
Well, thank you very You're much. Very That's cool. That's very, that very cool. That's awesome. Um, I do that at six, twelve, and six. Nice. I love that. I love that. Si, I don't. I don't pray the Angelus enough. You know, it was um, it's a thing that comes and goes for me. Yeah. You know. It just became a thing for me. I want to say I'm on a year and a month or so. So Abiding Together podcast, we've talked about them before. Um, they had um, a priest who's an exorcist oh, on wow. there. And yeah. he kind of talked about, um, you know, like we may take vitamins and supplements for our physical body. Well, kind of like what we're doing right now, right? Sure. Talking about our physical body in, in addition or in conjunction with our spiritual health. And he said, you know, for starters, when people are having um, issues in the faith or, or things like that, he prescribes mm-hmm. the Angelus at 6, 12 and 6. Nice. And um, when I heard that, that was a new idea and way of thinking for how to use prayer, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, I set my alarm as you just heard. And now I do that at six, 12 and six. That's super cool. Yeah. That's super cool. I might, uh, I might try to pick that up for lunch. I've been looking for, you know how we talked about like the, 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 the one thing. Yeah. I've been looking for a one thing for, uh, for Lent for this week. And okay. I've, I've kind of like kind of been like experimenting with some different prayer that might be the thing to do I mm-hmm. like that super okay. cool um we are talking about spiritual works of mercy yes uh and um i mean really our um our understanding of god right on a very very basic level um really you you could say uh, and and there might be some philosophy students out there that disagree with this and that's okay. Um, you could say that we really kind of understand God two ways, physically and spiritually, okay. right? So we we um, or, or maybe we understand the world in in two, in ways, two ways, physically okay, and yeah. spiritually. That we have these um, these external uh, experiences, desires, senses, those kind of things, and we can kind of. Um, move through the world and manipulate it and, 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 and kind of discover it. Right. And we have a similar, uh, uh, set of senses and, 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 um, and tools, uh, spiritually that we reach out with and, mm-hmm. and that we interact, uh, with one another, uh, with, and, and certainly like relationships can be ex- spiritual experiences and, and, um, even some of those physical experiences. I mean, I mean, if you've ever, kind of stood in the glory of nature, watched a sunset, been to the beach, seen the Grand Canyon, those kind of things. Those things can be very spiritual experiences. Even a snowstorm. Even a crazy snowstorm. Exactly. Um, you know, you can, you can definitely get in touch with, with your soul, with your inner being, Mm -hmm. uh, in those, in those experiences. And God, um, reaches out and communicates with us and, and draws us into communion with him, Mm -hmm. um, both physically and spiritually. Right. And, and so our, um, we've talked about sacraments. We've talked about kind of that dynamic before how, uh, sacraments are these, these ways in which those planes, the spiritual and physical plane kind of, kind of touch. It's where they, it's where they meet, where they intersect. And, and we, um, we, we meet God in physical ways, right? Take, Mm -hmm. we take the Eucharist literally physically into our body, but we also take the spiritual realities of the Eucharist into our soul. Um, and that's a, that's a really, uh, cool thing. It's maybe a little bit of a tougher thing to, uh, to recognize innately. Um, Mm. when we're, especially when we're like little kids and, you know, we know we're taking, we're taking the host and we're taking the wine and, uh, that kind of becomes the, 
the, the apex of it. But hopefully as we grow um, in our spiritual lives, we grow in our formation. Um, and, and maybe not, right? And we're, we're speaking to, to ourselves as well, ragamuffins, when we say there are times when it's really tough, mm-hmm. like that, can, that spiritual connection uh, is tough. It's tough sure. to, uh, we've been talking about keeping the gaze of Christ. And, mm-hmm. and so um, today we're talking about doling out, dishing out the Lord's mercy in these spiritual ways. Yeah. And um, I just, you know, this is one of those things, uh, again, it's one of those Catholic lists. It's one of those things though that makes me so happy to to be Catholic, so happy to be a Christian um, in a world that is in need of the love of God. Yeah. Because one, uh, and this is going to sound kind of silly, like in a selfish way, it just gives me, kind of gives me something to do with my faith. Yeah. Like well, it, it feels gives, like we're on, I'm on the right team and yeah. our team's going for victory. Yeah. It, it just feels good. Yeah. It, it, it you know, it feels like, okay, I, I have... I have a goal and, mm-hmm. and, and I can, I can even like articulate it and I can even maybe like Google search it. And yeah. And Cause I think for me, the, a lot of the thing, the corporal and the spiritual works of mercy are, um, things that so many of us are, are doing already and just don't have names to them. Sure. Sure. And, and I think when we, when we give those things a name, um, we, it automatically ups the level of intention, Yeah. right? It, it automatically kind of puts this unique shine on it. And it's something that we can not only feel really good about and, and hopefully really invest in, but something that we can like kind of be proud of and be proud in this really healthy way uh, that, that glorifies God. Um, so I really, um, I really like this idea of discerning the spiritual needs Mm. of people around us. And I think that that's something that we don't like, when we look at physical needs, those things kind of jump up and we, we can, you know, they kind of make sense. But I think it takes, uh, we have to lean on God maybe a little more, um, uh, a little more, I don't know. We we kind of, I don't want to overuse the word intentionally, intentionality, but I feel like it's, yeah, living intentionally and, and, um, looking at our neighbors with, intention. And, and, and again, exactly. And to not to sound too like hippy dippy, but like to kind of see with the eyes of our heart yeah, as opposed to, you know, like our, our eyes that kind of, kind of see the Show world. Us the right? physical exactly. Yeah. Needs, and, yeah. and so, um, that, uh, like kind of starting there and realizing maybe that we have that ability, mm-hmm. right. And we're all given that ability, um, in our, in our ability to have relationships with other people, in our mm-hmm. ability to have a relationship with God, in just the fact that God calls us into a relationship with with Him, like we have that spiritual antenna, right? We can kind mm-hmm. of pick up on that signal from God that that not only uh, does you know is God interacting with us on a spiritual level, um, but but we have a desire for Him, like we have our mm-hmm. own spirit that needs to be nurtured, and so by default we can we can conclude that everybody else does too. Exactly. And we're not only uh, called to nurture each other in these physical ways, but to nurture each other in these spiritual ways. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, there's a, there's a really, uh, uh, again, I'm, I've, I've been kind of looking at the, the USCCB website, which we talked yeah. about in the pre- previous episode. But as we kind of go through these different things, uh, and maybe we should list them again first. Um, but as we kind of go through these different things, I think you'll see like, you, you know, 
like not to quote He-Man, but like you have, <laughs> you have the power, right? Like God is, God gives us, um, yeah, these, he's not asking these powers to do anything are, he hasn't given us. Exactly. And, and, do. and what's cool about this list of, of spiritual works or yeah, spiritual works of mercy is that they feel like superpowers. Mm. They really do feel like things that, um, you know, when you think of like a best friend or a really good yeah. person or just someone that you really admire, you're like, man, that, that person can do all of these things and they, yeah. they, they feel very heroic. Yeah. Right. It's so interesting that you say that. Cause I'm like, as I'm reading them and looking at the list, I have friends in mind that yeah. are popping up, yeah, which right? is beautiful yeah, that cool. I can it's relate cool. that to, to people and know that, and people are giving me mercy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Time. And, and might not even know it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really, sure. really cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. Um, do you want to go through the list again? Do you want me to read the list sure. first? That'd be great. Okay. Counsel the doubtful, instruct the ignorant, admonish the sinner, comfort the sorrowful, forgiving injuries, uh, bearing wrongs patiently. I might not have written the last one. <laughs> And praying for the living and the dead. Like I said, we're professionals. We are professionals. Totally professionals. <laughs> um, so again, this this is a, a list that I think, uh, like we talked about with the corporal works of mercy, um, it sounds so simple. And, and there's a lot of beauty in that simplicity. There's a lot of beauty in that, that really sort of uh, ease with which these things are kind of prescribed mm-hmm. by the church, right? They sound like very, um, one, very recognizable things. Right, you can think of like people in your life that are, mm-hmm. that are doing them. Um, and then they also sound like things that are like, I could, I could probably do that. Well, and it feels like if you're going to tell somebody generically, be a good person. Mm-hmm. Here's how. Here's how. Here's how. Here's how. Just yeah. do this. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so I like... I mean, one of my, one of my favorite things to do, um, and, and I think one of your favorite things to do, we both work with teenagers in ministry. We both work with people who, um, are asking a lot of questions or maybe a place in their lives where, uh, this is going to sound weird, but the questions are more important than the answers, right? It's just the fact that they have so many questions sometimes there's, there's like, you know, like the right thing. Exactly. Yeah. This curiosity is just kind of off the charts and, and so, um, being able to, to have a, a conversation on a spiritual level, right. And not mm-hmm. just necessarily like teaching the faith, like the X's and O's, but really kind of sharing your faith. Mm. Um, that to me is kind of yeah. the, the backbone of all of these things, right. It's this, this idea that I can kind of have this like savings account of faith in my relationship with God. And I can take that. And I can apply it to someone else's life. Like I can help someone else um, kind of tune in mm-hmm. to their relationship with God because God has given me this relationship with him already. Yeah. And and to know that not only does, like it's a very humbling thing to know that not only does God um, call me to that, right? And, and he... he he wants me to to be like a worker in the vineyard and to, to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's the way 
that mm. he's going to teach that person about the gospel. Yeah. Cause then you get to be a participant. Yeah. He, you know, yeah. it's not, God is not like just advertising like a seminar. I'm, I'm not just handing out flyers, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm, I'm the presentation at the yeah. seminar. I'm the example, right? Like I'm the, I'm exhibit a, Oh, you know, of the yeah, gospel. Yeah. And, oh, man. and I'm an imperfect exhibit. To- totally. Like I'm, you know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not worthy of the gospel and it's, I'm just not right. Yet God says, yes, you are. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's not only why, but here's like how I'm going to prove that to yeah. you. And I'm going to prove that to you by you going out and sharing it with the next person. Such a cool thing. He's so dreamy. Such a really, really cool thing. Um, I wonder, is there a, um, so you've been a catechist, uh, mm-hmm. you've taught different, different age groups and different levels and had different experiences in, mm-hmm. you know, the ministry of catechesis, which is just like, like teaching the faith, teaching right? The faith. Yep. Um, is there a particular experience where like you, you felt like, man, I was, I was here in this moment. So that teen or that young adult or whoever could learn that thing. Hmm. Ooh, James, putting me on the spot. I'm sorry. I did have a thing. This is popping into my head. I'm not real sure. <laughs> hmm. I taught sixth grade, mm-hmm. Ari, mm-hmm. Um, one year, and um, it, quite the um, ragamuffin group of kids, mm-hmm. right? Some really interested in being there, some not so much. Sure. And, um, there was this lesson on, on King David that just really, um, struck differently. Like I just had this interaction with this kid where I kind I feel like I kind of revealed to him <laughs> more about King David than he was ready to hear. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I just, why is that coming to mind? We shared something then. We listened to, so for my sixth grade RE class, I had them listen to um, um, Father Mike Schmidt's homily on cool. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't really hold their attention too well. They don't really listen without the visual. Yeah. But um, I don't know if that answers your question. Gosh. No, it does. There's, there's, there's times. There's, no, you're, you're great. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> There are, I think, times when we we get really um, like the the thing that that brings to mind for me is like you you like King, King when you're a sixth grade boy like King David is cool yeah and the fact that he's like it's a, all he a saw. warrior and there's like this adventure and you know like King David is but what that is in in at least in my experience. That's like planting a seed of faith, mm. right? And so that kid that that maybe, um, you know, I don't want to say like needs that extra attention because that makes the kid sound needy, but that kid that kind of relates in that way, in that particular way, like sometimes that's God saying like, like this is how, you know, like this is the opportunity to kind of, to kind of plant, to kind of show, mm. um, this, this young person, or maybe someone who's just young in faith, this person, something that's going to bloom down the road. It's going to grow down the road mm. and, yeah. and it's going to become, it's going to become something else. It's going to lead to this, you know, this entire garden of this relationship with God, this cultivated experience with God. I, you know, I know for me, like, you know, my, um, 
you know, growing up and, and being in like, like I was in a, a small group where I had, um, like young adults or like high school kids as leaders. And, and I can remember, uh, one of the first experiences that I had, like realizing that my faith was important was someone asking me to, she kind of went around the table and she asked everybody to add a little piece of the prayer, like just a typical catechist thing, right? So everybody's going to pray a little bit. And then she complimented everybody's prayer after they were done. And it was like, I, you know, I, I, you know, James, I love that you said this about your family or so-and-so. I love that you said this about your best friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and having like having that affirmation mm-hmm. made me, it, you know, I, I don't think I could have put it into words then, but it made it click in my head. Prayer is important. Mm. This, this action, this, okay. this, this, this exercise, exercise is, mm-hmm. is important. And I think slowly, like, and I'm sure there were more experiences like that that kind of revealed that to me, but slowly that seeped into my prayer on Sundays that maybe mm-hmm. at church, I didn't even realize was a prayer. I didn't even yeah. realize that like making the sign of a cross, the sign of the cross is a prayer yeah. or receiving the Eucharist is a prayer or any of those things. Like I didn't yeah. necessarily know that stuff, but it, you know, having someone who is willing to kind of say like, this is my faith and this is your faith and we're going to kind of share it together. Um, it, it made my prayer life important Mm -hmm. It made my prayer life kind of stand out as something that I needed to pay attention to. And, and I think when we're, you know, spiritually merciful, um, that's kind of what we're doing Mm -hmm. is we're saying, you know, like we're all in, we've said it before, we're all in the same boat. We're all in the same, um, human experience. And so we've got to kind of pool our spiritual resources Mm -hmm. and, and, and lean on one another. Um, right out of the gate, like, the first, the first one is, yeah. is maybe, uh, a little bit, um, I don't know if scandalous is the right word, but maybe a little bit like scary, right? Um, Counsel the doubtful? counseling the doubtful, um, scary in what sense? Scary in the sense that I think, uh, I think a lot of us are afraid if we're, if we're maybe in positions of, of teaching or we're the ones kind of sharing our faith, we're afraid when someone um, oh, questions. Someone questions it. things. Okay, right? I hear that. And then on the other side, I think sometimes we're afraid when we have doubts. We're afraid to express those doubts oh. to other people. We're afraid to share yeah. that because it's a very vulnerable. It is place to be. I love that prayer. Um, our, I heard someone um, express this like when receiving the Eucharist. You know, Lord help my unbelief. Oh, that's a prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just I think um, hearing that and knowing that other people struggle with doubt in that moment is, um, encouraging in my humanity and Mm -hmm. my brokenness that Mm -hmm. I'm not the only one who's kind of, you know, struggling there. Yeah. And there's a, there's like this, there's this feeling almost of, of like, it's this, it's this, it's this mix of compassion and relief, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That, that, you know, I, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm kind of arm in arm with someone and I didn't even know it. Like our souls are like arm in arm and, and I didn't even know that that was a possibility. I didn't even know that Mm -hmm. that was a thing. Um, the, the, again, the USCCB website and advice. And the reason we're going back to this is because it's all there, right? It it is. Um, they, they, you know, under, underneath this, uh, this idea of counseling the doubtful, it says, has someone asked you for advice 
orient your response to Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Mm. That's I love beautiful. that that kind of rhymes. Mm-hmm. And I also love that, it's that, that it's nice and, and, and straightforward. Like if Succinct. someone, if someone comes to you and asks for your advice, how, how sacred is that? Mm. How, how, yeah. how important is that in your They're life? They're entrusting their soul to you. Why would you not mm-hmm. in that moment give them, give that person mm-hmm. to, to Jesus? Right. Give that person's, and that doesn't mean you have to, you know, beat them over the head with a Bible. You don't even have to say Jesus's name. Right. But instructing them to, to, um, to, to, to be holy, instructing Mm -hmm. them to follow kind of the will and the law of God in those, whatever they're struggling with, that's ultimately going to be the best thing for them. You can't give better advice than that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, um, a way of letting their soul know that, 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 you know, in this, maybe this hidden way that they are, that they're loved, that they're the, that they're the beloved that we, that we talk about. Yeah. I like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Can you even say that word? What's that? Instruct the ignorant. Instruct the ignorant? That just feels naughty all over. What, the word ignorant? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Ignorant is a bad thing to be. Like, I, I think I just, that... Like, yeah, it feels yucky. It does. Yeah, it feels tough. It feels tough. Um, I think here we're not necessarily talking about, like, someone who is willfully ignorant. You know, even though, okay. I mean, I mean that, that could be part of it. You're not talking about someone who's like trying to be unknowing about the faith or trying mm-hmm. to be unknowing about, you know, society or culture or something like that. I think you're hopefully looking at this quote, ignorant person is someone who needs the help of someone who is not ignorant. Oh, I get you. Yeah. So I have this friend mm-hmm. who, um, is baptized Catholic and doesn't necessarily practice, um, you know, is kind of intermittent mm-hmm. with, with, um, practicing the faith and, um, has recently asked, asked more questions and stuff. And I invited her to our church course. And, um, so that would fall into that. Right? Ab- absolutely. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't, I mean, you don't have to be like a, Look, Theologian, if you're, if you're, I ain't. yeah, if you're going to parties and quoting the catechism, like you Oy. don't, you don't have, you don't have <laughs> don't very many friends. Like don't be that person. Okay. Um, oh my God. <laughs> the, the, the thing, the thing here is like, is it's about, again, it's about sharing yourself, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very, just like the, the, um, the corporal works of mercy are very relatable. They're all things we can relate to. We can all relate to, to needing clothing. We can all relate to being hungry or thirsty, right? right? We can all relate to those things. We can all relate to being ignorant. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't that the basis of this podcast too, is just to kind of talk about where we're lacking or falling behind, even Mm -hmm. if it's just a perceivable falling behind in the faith. Yeah. And, 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 you know, are you, you know, to, to not to put like too fine a point on it, but like, are you late to church because there's something you don't understand? Right. Mm -hmm. And I use, you know, late to church, quote unquote, late to church, late to an understanding of your faith and really fully participating in it. Are you late? Because like the church has maybe failed a little bit in catechizing you, right? That's okay. Right. The church is is human. The church makes mistakes all the time. People in the church makes, make mistakes all the time. And so, you know, it, it kind of behooves, um, all of us, to say, okay, where can I, where can I, um, how can I fix this? Mm-hmm. Where, where can I be sort of this agent of change? Just like you'd be an, an agent of change in 
feeding the hungry? Mm-hmm. Where, where can I be this, this agent of change in, in letting people know how beautiful it is to, to pray the rosary mm-hmm. and that it's not idol worship. Right. Um, yeah. to, you know, to let people know like, like that the Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. And, and that there's, <clears throat> there's a lot to unpack in there and it's this huge mystery and it's really sort of like daunting sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's like, I don't remember who said it. It's the greatest adventure that you'll ever take. Right. That's like it might've yeah. been Fulton Sheen, maybe like, like that, that is kind of what we're made for. Mm-hmm. Um, even just to let somebody know God loves you. Um, uh, father Will Rooney now who we had on the podcast, yeah, uh, when I worked with him in youth ministry several years ago, um, we were, we were kind of planning a, uh, a retreat or a lock-in or something for middle schoolers. And we kind of talked about, okay, what's, what's the point we want to get across? Like, what do we want to really be, um, you know, getting across to these kids that come to this event? And usually when we did events like that, uh, we, it was like, like 75% kind of like fun time, especially with that age group and like 25% sort of teaching about the faith or prayer activities, things like that. And so we were going to have this, um, this one chunk of time where we were really trying to get the kids to be, um, pretty, like to, to examine their conscience, to be pretty mm-hmm. introspective and, and to really kind of think about where they were at in their yeah. relationship with God. And, and Will, he said something like that is just, he said, he says a lot of things that kind of blow me away in ministry, but he said something really, really powerful. He said, um, these teens need to hear that God loves them. Mm. And you know, because we spend so much time on this other stuff that like is pointing to the fact that God loves them, but we don't we might ever explicitly yeah. say God loves you. Mm. Right. And, and to, to, you know, so we did, we made it a point of that. Like that was kind of the wound up kind of becoming the theme of that part of the event. And, you know, I don't know that anybody had like this overwhelming come to Jesus moment in that time. Mm-hmm. But I do know that even for me personally, that idea that people need to hear mm-hmm. that God loves them, it's literally informed everything I've done in ministry since then. Right. And, and that's kind of the power of, of sharing your faith. Mm-hmm. I was, I was ignorant to that fact that people wow. needed to hear that in that kind of simple, but profound mm-hmm. way. I was very ignorant to that. So will, that was, that was very, a very merciful thing for father will then just will, but father will to have, to have done to say like, on, here's, here's the point, right? Yeah. Let's get right to the point. Um, that's, I, I think when we, uh, I know for me, when I, when I look at the spiritual works of mercy, I often, I probably think about them too much and think I probably, about the spiritual works too well, much. I, 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 I let it be too complicated. Oh, right? you overthink. And, 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 and uh-huh. sometimes, sometimes these things like something like instructing the ignorant is something as simple as saying, you know, yeah. Jesus loves you or, or as simple as saying, I, I love you. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be, uh, pages and pages of the catechism. If you get, if you get to that point with someone great, but sometimes that's all you need is Mm -hmm. the small little thing. I had this, um, uh, one of our, uh, tech leaders in new Orleans, Mr. Nick LaFrance, Mm -hmm. he made it a point to say to every individual who he came into contact with, Jesus loves you. 
And I remember thinking at first, good Lord, he's a little hokey. Why is he telling everybody? <laughs> like I really was a little yeah. bit caught off guard and thought, what in the world is he trying to do? Like yeah. it's, it's kind of creeping some of the kids out. Cause it was like the beginning of the weekend, mm-hmm. but he, he reiterated and you know, Mr. Nick walks around and you can tell he knows he's a beloved child of God. Mm-hmm. And for him to share that with each of us, you know, has a lasting impact. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And for his, for from his perspective, it was, they might not ever hear that again. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't tell them, mm-hmm. this might be their only opportunity to hear that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's something really, uh, really beautiful in there. That's to me, that's like, that's the definition of, of um, like a true witness or a true martyr mm. for the faith oh, wow. is that is that everything that I have in like every I, I'm I'm not going to miss an opportunity. I might not see an opportunity. I might, um, you know, I I, I might uh, I might fail at an opportunity. But every opportunity that I recognize, I'm going to take it, mm-hmm. and I'm going to I'm going to put real intentional effort into it um, because that's what God calls me to do. And because that's what, that's what it took someone else doing for me to have the relationship with God that I have now, mm, you yeah. know, uh, there's, there's just so like, you know, the, 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 the work of God, the, 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 the kingdom of God, the church, whatever you want to call it, right. Is it is dependent on, on you. I remember at our, at the, my first tech, mm. um, my tech cross on the back Christ said, is counting on says, you. Jesus is counting on you. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that idea, I think at first was like, man, that's a lot of pressure. It you does. Know, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but then I, you know, you look around the room or you look around your church and you say like, Christ is counting on, mm-hmm. on everyone. Yeah. Right. And it's not, that's not just for James. It's that's not just for, for me. It's for all of us. Yeah. Right. And, and why? Well, because we share these spiritual needs. We share this, you know, um, this relationship with God that is, uh, kind of for us and through us and, and, and with us in these really, um, it's really human, again, these really human ways. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and we can't, no matter how hard we try, we can't get away from that humanity. Nope. Right. We can't, uh, we can't turn it off. And so, um, what then are we, we left with we're, yeah. we're left with this need for uh, someone to tell us that God loves us, yeah. and we're left with this desire then to echo that to somebody share else, to share that with somebody mm-hmm. else. Um, it's just such a it's, it's such such a cool thing how our hearts and souls and brains are kind of wired together in that way. And um, you know, thank God for people like Nick. Is that yep. is that his name? Yep. That recognize that and go. You know, Nikki needs to hear that, mm-hmm. and and not because I wanted to hear it, but because. Because God does. Yeah, God yeah. wants dirty. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very cool. Um, admonishing the sinner. Another possibly scandalous thing. Admonish the one. sinner. Um, yeah. Uh, this one's really easy. You just make a cross with your fingers. <laughs> and, it does feel like And you that. hold it up in front of your friends you when they're naughty, doing naughty bad things. Um, that's not true. That's not what you do. Um, I, I think, I think, I don't know if there's like a most humble spiritual work of mercy, but I think, <laughs> I think this is the one where maybe, uh, you tread lightly, you tread lightly with humility and you kind of mm-hmm. let humility be your guide. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and hopefully, uh, kind of be the brightest guide, right. Of all of the, of all of the virtues. Um, Ooh, we should do a pot. We should do an episode about virtues. Virtues. That'd be fun. Um, Notes. 
the idea here is is not that we're it's not that we're judging. We're not we're not encouraging anyone to judge. God is the the just judge and the last judge. Um, the idea is here is that oftentimes when we get caught up in different behaviors and get caught up in sin, um, when we get caught up in things that aren't good for us, we're the last ones to know. We're the last because ones. Because we're so distracted. Because we're distracted, because we're trying to keep it all together, mm. right? Um, and we're the last ones to recognize that, hey, I need some help. That, hey, I, you know, um, I need I need the mercy of God. I, I, I need someone to, um, to carry this mm. load a little bit. And maybe the part of the load that they're having to carry is the part that admits, hey, there's a problem here. Because you know? if you're the person who needs to be told, sure, chances are you don't even recognize that you need that mercy extended. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, I think I think the first kind of takeaway there is to to recognize that that there are there are aspects of your life. There's aspects of everyone's life where you need help. Look, we're sinners. Yep. We're broken. Yep. And you need you need good friends in your life that will tell you, you know. James, yeah. like, stop eating all those Oreos. Like, stop it. You know, like, it's not good for you, right? You need. I'll never be that person. To you. <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'll be the person like Nikki. You need. You need some coffee. <laughs> I know you've had like I six cups like already I today. Need you need some more. Um, <laughs> but it's it's not necessarily about that. It's about someone who like loves you enough to kind of hopefully reorient you towards, towards God right. and to, to kind of point out the things that are distracting you from God and the things that are, are making that relationship, uh, maybe more rocky than it yeah. has to be. Right. Because, you know, there are definitely, definitely been times where I've learned in hindsight that I did something wrong. And my first thoughts always like, why didn't anybody tell me? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to live in a way that's hurting people or, or, you know, where I'm not right with God. And sometimes you're, you're unaware mm-hmm. and you need a good friend. You do. You, you do. And you know, it, it kind of reminds me like, uh, I've been on both sides of this, of this scenario, but like you, you always have that friend that is maybe, maybe in a relationship that's like bad for them. And when I say bad, I don't necessarily mean like, like, you know, horrible or terrible or anything. I just mean like, it's not, it's not going to work. It's not like, a good fit. Or maybe that, person that they're with is like, you know, like just all of, all of your friends think that person is annoying. Like, why mm-hmm. are you, you know, and, and that's, it's mean, right. But, <laughs> but, it, but it, it happens, right. Like it, it does. And, and they, and those people break up and everybody's kind of like relieved that they broke up. And then that person that was in that relationship is like, why didn't Wait, anybody tell yeah. me <laughs> like, you guys aren't even my, you know, you're not even my real friends. Oh. And, and the, the answer is, well, you know, we didn't want to we didn't want to hurt your feelings. Sometimes you've got to figure it out for yourself, like whatever that those things might be. And those things are true, yeah. right? And those things are, are not, you know, invalid or anything like that. But it is like, you know, sometimes you do need that person in your life that will just, that'll just get, they'll just give it to you straight. Yeah. Right. Um, my, my old roommate, this guy named Kyle, who I, I love and, and, um, I haven't seen him in a while, but, but he's just a great guy. He's a, he's a country boy at heart, but he just, no matter what, he's just like, this is the truth. Like just, and yeah. sometimes it's like, wow, Kyle, tell me how you really feel. Right. You oh know, gosh, that was um, my grandmother. but it is, but it's like so necessary in your life. I mean, it really is like just such a, a thing that is a gift. Yeah. Um, well, and it, in order to be received, well, it needs to come with some love, some love. Yeah. 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 Not, not, there's not any arrogance there. There's right. not any, 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 uh, any false pride. Right. Um, <laughs> 
here's one I think we can all relate to, comforting the sorrowful. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Just how- I feel like if you're in relationships with people, if you have friendships, you mm-hmm. have children, you have parents, mm-hmm. there's going to be times when you're comforting the sorrowful. And maybe, uh, maybe you're just realizing for the first time that that's a... Um, that's kind of a, 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 an ability that we have that's ordained by God. Like mm-hmm. it's given to us by God uh, in order to, to be Christ to one another, yeah. in order to, to kind of show each other um, some love and some tenderness and some mercy. And really, hopefully, like all of these, um, keep us on a path that's oriented towards a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I worked at a crisis center for a little while and, and, had some experiences with uh, people in various stages of crisis, right? And in various forms of crisis and seeing like some of our counselors or some of our volunteers who really kind of had that empathy gene and kind Mm -hmm. of had that figured out, like that is really like a superpower. Like someone can, when someone has that power to be able to like just walk in a room and immediately relate to someone and immediately calm them down and immediately kind of take that pressure off that's a really cool thing. It's a really, really cool. It is. Yeah. I don't want to belittle what we're doing here, <laughs> but you know how I've been watching nine one one. I do. Okay, Jennifer Love Hewitt's character. I'm not even a huge fan, but you know, part of her thing is the nine one operator is mm-hmm. like your voice is is what they're holding on to mm-hmm. in the time of crisis, and it's important to let someone who is distraught know they're not alone. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I know what you did oh, last summer. Man. I, no, 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 no. Don't go there. Um, one of the suggestions that they have that I think is cool, uh, resonates with me because I'm always hungry. Make a home cooked <laughs> meal for a friend who is facing a difficult time. Right. I just, that I just love lovely. that. I love it. I do that a lot. Yeah. I like cooking, you know? Hey, how, how awesome is I mean, like, you can extend mercy and enjoy yourself at the same time. Mm-hmm. You can. Yeah. Enjoy yourself with carbs. Yeah. All the carbs, all, all, all the, the time. Carbs. That's right. Um, forgiving injuries. This is, we, we talked about forgiveness in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. We talked about forgiveness, forgiveness of self. I think that uh, kind of falls under this umbrella of uh, forgiving injuries. We, um, we want to, uh, um, we want to emphasize here that, that, no one is saying that any of these things are necessarily always easy. No. Right. And forgiveness, especially when people really hurt us, uh, forgiveness is not, um, it's not something that it's, it's not just a, a, a switch that you can flip necessarily. Right? right. It is a, a process and it's a process that, um, it takes time, takes different, uh, you know, Jesus said, you know, to, 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 forgive sinners, you know, 77 times, right? Mm -hmm. 77 times, seven times. Right. And, and what he's doing is emphasizing the fact that this is going to, this is going to take a while Mm -hmm. and that it's important. Right. Um, when we, when we forgive, uh, we're, we're also, we're not just allowing that person to kind of unload their baggage. We're also unloading our own baggage. We're kind of setting our own pride and our own stuff down, um, before the Lord, uh, so, so forgiveness is not just about, you know, kind of letting someone off the hook. It's also not about all. taking care of that injury, mm-hmm. taking care of that wound and really tending to it and, 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 you know, taking some really big steps on the path to healing. I um, feel like, would you say that 
this work of mercy is more directed toward yourself? I mean, because I, th- I feel like forgiving, uh, forgiving others is more of you laying it down at Jesus's feet mm-hmm. and may not necessarily, and it could, but doesn't have to involve the other person. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a, um, uh, there's a, a, a former NBA head coach. He coached the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. His name is Rudy Tomjanovich. And you can actually watch. That's a mouthful. It is. Um, you can watch this video. And he was playing in the NBA. Uh, he got into a, um, there was like a, like a bench clearing brawl kind of fight. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's these, this kind of group of basketball players kind of fighting in like center court. And Ru- Ru- Rudy Tomjanovich was, um, he was, he was, he kind of ran over there to like break it up. That was his whole goal, mm-hmm. right? It was to break it up. And so he runs over and starts to kind of try to break things up. And when he did, um, there was a, a player on the other team uh, that thought he was like coming in to like join the fight. So Ooh. this player on the other team punched him like as he was running forward and like broke a bunch of bones in his face. And, oh and it was just, it was just brutal. It was really bad. Mm-hmm. And he had to have like surgery and it was really terrible. And I, I watched this little um, documentary kind of on him. And one of the things that really struck me, it was the first time I'd ever heard somebody talk about forgiveness this way. Um, they asked him just straight up in this documentary, and this was like probably 25 or 30 years later or whatever. Um, do you forgive this person that did this to you? Mm-hmm. And he said, of course I do. And they were like surprised. They were like, yeah. why? It was such like a terrible thing. And it was like humiliating. And he was like mm-hmm. knocked out on the basketball court and all this stuff. And he just goes, you know, like, given all the chances in the world, like, would this guy choose to punch me mm-hmm. every, you know, if I gave him an infinite number, would he choose to punch me every time? If I gave him the opportunity again, would he choose to do that again? No, of course he wouldn't. Right. right? Hopefully. Would, would he, you know, is he, is he sorry? Yeah. He's apologized. Right. And, and the, that guy was on the documentary and he was mm-hmm. very, te- you know, apologetic and tearful and everything, even so many years later. And he said, but, but me hanging on to, what he did is allowing him to live rent free in my head. And and you might've, you might've heard that before. Right. But that was the first time I'd ever heard that. And I thought, man, like that puts in, puts into perspective, like the the power of forgiveness, the power of like letting go of something that is, um, that's, that's hurting you. Mm. Right. And, um, uh, Esther talked about, kind of, you got to get to a point where you accept the things that happen in your life as God's will, even the things that you didn't like, even Mm -hmm. the things you, I think that's what we're doing here. I I think that's what we're talking about here when we say, you know, forgiving injuries, whether it's, whether it's you're actively forgiving that other person, or you're just kind of making room in your own heart for, for God to heal you. Yeah. Yeah. I think the two probably go hand in hand. hand. Yeah. I like that. Bearing wrongs patiently. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. That's terrible. I want to bear wrongs impatiently with a grudge and a tantrum (laughs) attached. Yes. Um, Yeah. Uh, How about we skip this mystery, this, this, this act of mercy? You know, um, it's a tough one. I I think uh, this always reminds me of, of St. Therese. Of Lestia? Yeah. She had a, there's a, a point in, I don't remember what, diary or book it that it is um, but she talks about um 
this nun, this other nun that stole her lamp. And Saint Saint Therese had, she had tuberculosis. Okay. And it was cold. And, you know, she had like, like worked for a long time, like been there for a while to like get her own like lamp. Right. Mm. And she was, she liked her having her own little lamp in her little room with nothing else basically. And this other nun like steals her lamp and she immediately goes into this prayer in her diary where she says, Lord, like, don't count this as like her stealing from me. I, I consciously like actively give it to her so and that, that it's not, she's a saint. so that it's not stealing. Right. <laughs> and I think about that and I'm just like, I want my lamp back. <laughs> right. You know, like there's a part I'm of cold. me, there's a part of me that is really like lamenting for that lamp. There's also a part of me. And, and I'd like to say it's a really holy part. It's not, it's just a very non-confrontational <laughs> part. That's like, ah, oh, don't, don't worry, about, don't worry it. about it. Don't worry about it. Right. But, but to, to kind of fall somewhere in the middle and to say, like, I recognize that that happened and I recognize mm. that that was wrong, but I'm going to consciously mm. give it away. Because, you know, um, that's, that's what, that's what God wants of me. I also think they're talking about like, don't, don't jump to conclusions. You know, if you're, Interesting. um, if you're, I don't know if you hear someone is gossiping about you, you know, give that person the benefit of the doubt until you talk to them. Don't punch them in the throat. Don't punch them in the throat. <laughs> What'd you learn on the podcast I'm today? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I may be getting a little giddy. I feel like I could have my favorite list, my list of favorite corporal works of mercy, my list of favorite spiritual works, and this one's going to rank way at the bottom. <laughs> I don't feel like I would, I can or have ever done this one well, if at all. I don't, I don't think that's true. As, as we've gotten to know each other, I don't think that's true at all. Mm. I think I think you're a lot more patient than you give yourself credit for. And remember, patience is not like being cool with everything. Patience is not being cool with everything, but choosing to be patient, oh. choosing to be choosing right. to to like let your your outside and the way you treat people reflect your relationship with God. Okay, right? it's not the I fact, can live with that. It's not the fact that that someone stole your lamp you know, doesn't bother you. Like, I of course, give of course, to them. of course. I mean, like St. Therese might've been writing that through like gritted teeth. She might've been really, that really made upset. me feel better. And I think <laughs> that's, I think that's probably more accurate is yeah. her realizing uh. her realizing the need for mercy in that situation. Okay. Right. And that as much as she didn't want to be merciful, you know, as much as she might not have wanted to like, you know, extend an olive branch. Mm-hmm this is what Jesus would want me to do. So that's what I'm going to do. And, and I might, I might, it might take a few tries. It might take a few tries for me to get really to that place of real peace about it, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to do my best. I will allow that answer. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. No, Uh, I I do. I I think you're, I think you're probably a lot more patient than you give yourself credit for. Okay. I, I have a little bit of a burn in my, my tum tum when I think about that that little mercy thing. Mm, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's not an easy one. Um, and these are, I think, tough for different people, kind of depending on your personality and circumstances. And mm-hmm. certainly, there's like, you know, someone stealing your lamp um, might be nothing compared to some other injury that someone, you know, that someone inflicts on you, yeah. right? Some other kind of terrible thing that that someone does. Um, and so, again, you know, they 
for forgiveness takes time and, and patience takes time mm-hmm. for sure. Praying for Praying the living for the and the living dead. dead. I, this is dovetailing on our burying the dead from last week's corporal for sure. work of mercy. For sure. Um, I feel like this is something we probably all do, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think that anyone has passed where someone hasn't offered to pray for them. Mm-hmm. Or I haven't offered to pray for a loved one who's passed. I I think sometimes we get um, we get hung up on the idea of death as a finality. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the church is so adamant that we pray for the dead. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously there's like some spiritual consequences, right? Like praying for those in purgatory and, and communion mm-hmm. of saints and all that stuff. But I think for our own good, um, like, like you say, like you've said several times on the podcast, like prayer changes us. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when we're, when we're praying for the dead, um, we're, you know, we're connecting to God in a really unique way mm-hmm. and hopefully allowing God to, to make our hearts, make ourselves more comfortable with his will, right? Mm. Allowing God to kind of transform us, to conform us to his will and, and to say, you know, yeah, that person that, that passed away, I have a friend of mine that's coming to, to mind right now that he's had family members pass away from, from cancer and different things and, and really struggles with why Yeah, really struggles with, you know, like finding God kind of in those situations and, 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 um, this is going to sound patronizing, but like allowing God to console him. Like he really Mm. kind of struggles with that and, and not kind of, I mean, he really does does. as so many people do. I mean, I, when my, um, my, all four of my grandparents passed away kind of within just a few years of each other. Mm. And it was really kind of, they'd always been there. And I was very blessed to have my grand, all of my grandparents into my thirties. Right. Um, which is amazing. But like when that happened, it was like, what the, what the, you know, like what, what is, what is that about? Like, why is that even a thing? Like, you know, and, and, you know, father, father Wade passing away, like how, Mm. you know, God, like what was the point of that? Yeah. You know, what was the point of that? And, and, you know, praying for Father Wade, praying for my grandparents has kind of gotten me to soften a mm-hmm. lot and gotten me to kind of step back and go, the point of that was to, you know, to, to, at least as far as I'm concerned, was to help me better understand the will of God and to try to live from there. Right. Um, does it, does it mean that it makes everything feel peachy? No. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It's not that kind of bomb. It doesn't. It's not. And it's, and I don't think it's necessarily supposed to be. I think mm-hmm. God wants us to be connected to one another and wants us to mourn for mm-hmm. one another because we love each other, right? Because he right. loves us through each other. Um, oh, I like that. There's, there's a, um, there's another way to look at this, I think, that uh, is maybe maybe a little bit less dark. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the, the root here um, is that we're supposed to pray for each other, right? The root here is that we're supposed to pray for each other. We mm-hmm. get kind of caught up on that idea of praying for the dead sometimes. Um, but it says praying for the living and the dead. Oh. And the, the idea is that, that we're connected in this conversation with God through the communion of saints, through the, through the, you know, the, the life of the church, we are, all, um, again, like, like pieces of this, this greater tapestry, right. Mm -hmm. That, that, um, without that 
you know, that sort of giving of self to God, um, we can't really fully experience like our humanity, Mm -hmm. even let alone, um, this relationship with him without that communication of prayer. And, and so when we get, like we talked about last week, when we get really caught up in, you know, if our prayer becomes, God, I want this, God, Mm -hmm. I need this, Mm -hmm. God, I really need your help here. God, I, you know, come fix this. God come, you know, my car needs a new transmission, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Like whatever it might be, we, we tend to, that's, that's when I think prayer becomes very stagnant and very stale for a lot of us. And, but when we're praying for God, I really hope Nikki, um, you know, grows closer to you. I really hope, you know, this person who passed away is in heaven with you. You know, like when we're having those yeah. prayers that are for and with other people, um, our, our perspective on, on prayer changes. Yeah. It stretches and grows our hearts. For sure. Beautifully. Kind of like when you're rolling out dough for a pizza. <laughs> you know, like if you think of... Absolutely. The pushing and the pulling and the mm-hmm. stretching. Mm-hmm. Or the, your prayers for others. Or the or the the proofing that has to rise. The proofing, yeah. Right? Um, All that's part of the prayer full you've process. You've got to be you got to be um, patient with prayer, and you've mm-hmm. got to be. Uh, I think pizza is a really good analogy. Like you've got to be willing to, to, um, like, to have a goal in mind. Like mm-hmm. pizza crust isn't easy, nope. right? You've got to be willing to have a goal in mind and willing to mess up and start over. Um, yep. you gotta be willing to, to really stretch and to really like allow yourself to be formed. Right. I was hoping and, you were going to say stretch. And, and, and that's, um, that's the, that's the purpose of all of these things, mm-hmm. uh, whether corporal, like we talked about last week or spiritual, like we've been talking about this week, that is really the goal is mm-hmm. that when we, um, like God changes us, mm-hmm. God changes us. He, he is the sculptor kind of yeah. kind of whittling away all of the stuff that, that we don't need, right. Smooth to kind of reveal who we are. Yeah. 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 Um, and we want him to, we do, we do want him to, we do want mm. him to, even though we hesitate and even though it hurts sometimes. Because it hurts yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. to be sanded down or whittled down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a painful process, but man, the outcome, the outcome, the outcome is awesome. We get to be a real boy. A and real boy. A real boy. Yep. <laughs> and... Are we officially giddy? Well, are, are we? Maybe. Are we? <laughs> I may be. You, you may be. You may be. Um, do we need to call you like you a said, ride? I are need you? an Uber. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is anybody interested in a corporal work of mercy, mercy for this evening? I mm-hmm. need a ride. That's, no. the, that's the eighth one is give rides, give rides to giddy people. <laughs> Keep the road safe. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm good. Well, that's good. Um, so we, last week we did, you know, like it, the, the ideas sort of the ways to kind of do these things, um, came very naturally, right? Mm-hmm. So they kind of jumped off the page. Um, so all of these, uh, all of these things that we talked about today, they start with that gaze of Christ, keeping that gaze of Christ. And so if you're maybe thinking, okay, so I, I see this list, I can go to the USCCB website or, or lots of other websites and find resources, mm-hmm. um, for these spiritual works of mercy, but kind of getting my toes in the water, right? Kind of taking that first uh, step. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? I think a very, very simple answer is prayer. Yeah. And when we, um, it's it's Lent, you know, we're supposed to be praying a little more. We talked about, um, 
you know, keeping it simple. Mm -hmm. We, we talked about, um, even your suggestion of like a, uh, some curated music, right. Yeah. A, a, a curated Instagram feed. You talked about a few episodes back, um, sort of establishing that environment, growing that environment of prayer in your life. Um, I think if you have that environment for yourself, it's, it's, uh, again, like you've talked about, it's like the oxygen mass thing. Mm-hmm. If you can do that for yourself, it becomes a, first, it becomes right. a lot easier than to kind of reach out um, and be praying for and with other people and, and doing these, these, um, spiritual works of mercy for and with other others. Yeah. Right. So, um, so that's going to be like m- my kind of challenge, uh, for our listeners this week is, is to, to dig a little bit deeper into prayer, kind of sit with some of these things. Right. Because if you, you know, if you're, if you're like, okay, first goal is I'm going to counsel the doubtful and you start running around <laughs> quoting scripture at people, um, that's going to alienate a lot of people. Yeah. Even if you do it in a really like a really loving way, yeah. um, there's the potential there to really alienate a lot of people. And we don't want to be alienating people. We want to be planting seeds. Yeah. Right. And so, um, ask God in prayer, you know, what does that look like for you? Right. And, and, and yeah. when those situations, even more importantly, maybe when those situations come up in your life, um, take them to prayer first, mm-hmm. you know, even if you have to kind of step back from the conversation and say, can you give me a minute? And you, you know, you mm-hmm. rattle off a glory be in your head or something, right? Yeah. Take them to prayer Praise first. The take, yeah. take all of these things to, to, to prayer, um, just to, to give God the opportunity to kind of show you the way. Yeah. yeah. I think as far as tip wise, I would, I just, I think familiarizing yourself with the what are the corporal and, and um, spiritual works of mercy and looking at the list and realizing where you are already. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, we're all in a better place than we probably imagine mm-hmm. when we hear this long list of, um, things that we could be doing to yeah. go closer to Christ. And there's, yeah. and there's going to be things, I think, um, it's kind of echo that there's going to be things that you're doing that you're already doing really well. Mm-hmm. And that's something to really be excited and grateful for. Right. And then there's going to be things where you're like, man, Ooh. how do I do that? I've never done that before. And that's also yeah. something to be really excited and grateful for. Like right? if it was never on your radar, yeah. now it is. And yeah. you know that it's doable because you've done the other ones mm-hmm. well already without even knowing. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, Ragamuffins, uh, it's Lent. Uh, we're praying for you um, this Lenten season. And we hope that you are... Um, feeling really good about not only where you're at in Lent, but where you're at in your relationship with God. And if you're not, uh, we want you to know that, um, you'll get there. Yeah, We want you to know that there's a lot to kind of look around and and be grateful for. And, uh, we're grateful for you. Absolutely. Uh, You're always welcome to jump in on the journey. Yes, for sure. And, uh, and, um, yeah, that's the, the beautiful thing. One of the many beautiful things, one of the infinite beautiful things about our God is that it's never too late yeah. uh, for a relationship with him. So um, take that, uh, please, you know, kind of uh, take that to heart this Lent and, and really dive deep if you feel called. And um, we hope that you do. And we will be back next week with an episode on something. I'm not sure what yet. Mm. We haven't even talked about it, but it's going to be awesome. It will be. Mm -hmm. We're going to lean into the Holy Spirit. We are. Maybe we'll do an episode on the Holy Spirit. Idea bank. Yeah. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. See? It's the Holy Spirit. We're so far in advance now. (laughs) It's the Holy Spirit at work. It's super cool. All right, Ragamuffins, thank you so much. We're going to pray and uh, get out of here. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. 
our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ragamuffins, thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. We love you. Peaceful Lent. Peace. Bye-bye. to Church Podcast is an AMET Creative production and is hosted by James Longoria and Nikki Moncada. Our theme music is Candle in the Shadows by The Poor Kings. Check them out on Spotify or wherever you download music. Incidental music is by Punch Deck. Find us on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast and let us know your questions, comments, and thoughts by contacting Late to Church Podcast at gmail.com. Your insights might even be featured on the show. Just a little reminder, you are good. You are worthy. You are the beloved. Look around for the Lord today. He loves you and he wants an encounter with you. Thank you for journeying with us. We're praying for you. Peace.